Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. And I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. Gentlemen, today we're going to be talking about weight loss. Now, specifically, there's a difference between weight loss and healthy weight loss. Don't you agree? Mm. I do, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So many people talk about weight loss and there's this drive to get skinny and you look at big shows like Big and The Biggest Loser and you know whatever else, Get the Fat Off Fast and you know whatever these shows are called and all it is is just showing people how to get fat off or weight off and the number one thing they focus on is the scales and of course that sets up this false perception, this false ideal or false hope about what is physically possible and what is you know, safe. And so, because there's so many things that are physically possible that actually aren't safe. Like, it's physically possible to jump from a plane without a parachute, but it's not safe. And so, you, you know, the same deal applies to the food. If you cut out all your food and you cut out all the good stuff and you don't drink enough water and you start drinking diet drinks and you're eating protein bars and filling your body with shakes, you'll lose the weight, but you're probably not being too safe. So that's what we want to talk about today is the top 10 things that the most successful people do to lose the most amount of weight. And I, I reckon this is one of my favorite topics of all time. Yeah, absolutely. And as you said, Damien, there's heaps of unhealthy ways to lose weight. You know, we see it all the time that, you know, I mean, you can just not eat if you want to lose weight. Um, but, you know, we, we're creating this perception in our society and this really unhealthy perception in our society that losing weight is always good, like, no matter what you do. So if you just don't eat or if you just take a pill or, you know, whatever it is you do to lose this, magically lose this weight fast, there's this kind of perception that, well, you've lost the weight. That's a good thing. So that's why we want to specifically talk about healthy weight loss, how you can do it in a healthy way that's not just going to make you lighter, but is actually going to make you healthier because that's really important. Yeah, it's so important. Fantastic. Well, here is the top 10 wellness guys' tips <laughs> for healthy weight loss. Sounds like Casey Kasem. That's oh, uh, my Canadian voice coming out. <laughs> Make it top 40. All right. So, well, coming in at number one, like the most important thing, the most important thing is nothing more important than this. Nothing more important. And it's finding your why. What is your inspiration? Now, the people who lose the most amount of weight have the most compelling reason to lose the weight now or to be healthy, let's say that. You know, the, the, the reason why people succeed the most is because their reason, their why is so significant that it doesn't divert from the path. So then they're so committed to achieving this and so committed to making sure that this is what they want in their life that they don't divert or you know disappear too far off the course. Uh, they're actually on purpose the whole time. I suppose that's the way I'd explain it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really important to understand that everybody has a compelling reason. So it, what they need to do is they need to find what that reason is for them and really connect with it. Um, so it's about finding what it is that's going to inspire you to get that healthy weight and to look you know to become healthier what is it that really drives you and it, it might be your kids it might be your passions it might be um you know this event that you want to do you know you might want to run an event or um you know so find that one thing that you can really connect with that's going to really drive you to get that weight off yeah so lawrence you know you're a fit healthy guy what drives you to be fit and healthy what's your inspiration well, my inspiration is my kids, um, my family. I want to make sure that I lead by example in terms of 
making sure that they grow up to be healthy um, and also lead healthy lives as well. And I think that one of the ways to do that is become a model for them. You know, yeah. I think we, we, you can't teach your kids something that you don't live and breathe and do as well. And that's my inspiration. I want to make sure that they live a healthier life and uh, so that they can pass it on to generations above, uh, you know, below them too. Yeah, sure. And Brett, what about you? What drives you? What, is, what inspires you? Yeah, I actually just did an interview today um, that was all about um, one day in your life that changed your life. And um, I was talking about my, when my son was born. Um, and what I realized was that when my son was born, I all of a sudden realized that this whole world around me um, was the world he was going to grow up in. So I was really inspired to want to get the, get the environment, get everybody around him healthy and get the whole community healthy. So I'm really driven to get the whole community healthy. And I know that if I'm not healthy, then I can't, you know, I can't sell what I don't own. So that's really my inspiration. Yeah, nice, nice. Well, look, my inspiration, because neither of you guys were going to ask me what it was, my inspiration is, uh, is, <laughs> is, my, is my family too. And so whatever I do, whatever, I'm, you know, whatever I commit to, I consider that uh, it's going to impact on the direction of my family and my future family. So like Brett um, and like Lawrence, for me it's family. Now for other people it could be something totally different like Brett mentioned before an event. Um, some people might be so committed to their dog. Um, other people might be committed to their job. But uh, whatever it is, you want to make sure that it's so compelling and it means so much to you that you don't come off course. So number two, uh, the second most significant reason why people get the, get the health result that they're after, get the fat off, is or the way in which they do it is by being mindful with their food. And so... This is what I, this is what I said anyway. When people are actually conscious with what they're eating, when they're actually thinking about the food that they're eating, and they know what's going on their plate and then in their mouths, and they know that each time they eat, they're making the best choice possible. That's what I call being mindful with their food. But it's it's actually taking a moment or using a minute to become mindful about your life and where you are at that point in time. And when you do that, you're on purpose because you can't make a bad decision unless you're stupid. Like you can't make a bad decision about your life. If you're focused on your why and you're being mindful, it's going to be great. Like you're not going to make a bad decision because that's just silly. Yeah, and that's really important because what we understand is that for, for almost all of us, there can be a real disconnect between what we think we're eating and what we're actually eating. I mean, I don't know if either of you guys have ever done a food journal, um, but it's a really empowering experience and kind of a really scary experience sometimes when you actually yeah. sit down for a period of time, whether it's a week or two weeks, and actually write down everything that you actually consume in that period of time. Mm. Um, and I know when I've done it previously, I've realized that I thought I was eating great, and I thought that maybe every now and then I'd kind of have this little exception. And then when I wrote out this diary, I realized that, hey, those exceptions are happening a whole lot more than what I thought they were. Um, and I'm actually not eating anywhere near as well as what I thought I was. So that's, that's you know, you're absolutely right about connecting and being really conscious of what you're eating and when you're eating it and how much of it you're eating because there can be a real disconnect there. Yeah. I think one time when you – I give this suggestion to a lot of my clients is that, you know, when you open the cupboard door, the question you should ask before you grab any type of food is what am I eating this for? Like what's my purpose of eating right now? Yeah. You know, th- and that's going to make a decision for you whether you're going to have that banana or, you know, that, you know, box of, box of chocolate, you know, or whatever it is. So I think that one single question is really going to set everything else up in terms of your decision, what are you going to do at that time? Mm. Yeah, agreed. The third top reason – uh, or the, th- the third top behavior 
is that people eat less carbs and sugar. In other words, they stay away from meal replacements and energy bars and muesli bars and you know cereals that have been processed and breads and all that sort of stuff. They stay away from that sort of thing. So let's just, Brett, do you want to talk about carbs and sugar and, and kind of draw that link so that people get that? Absolutely, because what I find is when people when we talk about sugars, people think about you know lollies, they think about soft drinks, they think about you know putting added sugar into their coffee, they think about just the pure white sugar that we add into our meals. Yeah, and um, what they forget about are all the other sources of sugar that we get in our diet, and and the big one here is the processed carbohydrates, particularly the the processed refined carbohydrates, which act almost exactly like sugar as soon as they get into your body. And so when we're looking at things like breads, we're looking at grains, we're looking at cereals, um, you know, things that we have, uh, you know, pastas, things that we have often, you know, for a lot of people, they'll have this three, five, six times a day that we're having these sort of processed uh, carbohydrates. Yeah. And what they don't realize is that when they get into your body, they're exa- acting in exactly the same way as that sugar. Um, yeah. They're switching on that same response. They're, they're really leading your body to start, you know, storing all that excess energy as fat um, and they're really switching on that stress response in your body which causes you to store more fat as well. So people need to understand that it's not just about the, the you know, the pure white sugar that we're adding into things or the lollies or the soft drinks. It's actually about the food we're eating as well, the, the breads and the carbohydrates and the grains and the pastas. Yes, and some Absolutely. people, you know, they replace. Um, I know that people, they go, oh, no, but I don't eat pasta, I don't eat bread. But they, they're the ones who go and eat at a muesli bar or energy bar, you know, yeah. as a snack. Yeah. <laughs> and forgetting yeah. that, that is just full of sugar as well. You know, that's exactly what's in it to give you the energy in the first place. Yeah, that's right. So you be careful of that. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit later on, but saturated fat, you know, there are some saturated fats that are very, very good for you, but, you know, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. We'll talk about that later. Sleep, number four, people who succeed in getting healthy sleep good amounts of time. And it's not only the amount of time that you sleep, but it's the quality of your sleep as well. And, you know, as chiropractors, we're particularly passionate about the pillows and the beds that we use and that we recommend. So, Lawrence, why don't you talk to us about sleep? Well, I think sleep is one of those uh, crucial things that people forget about, in, you know, especially when it comes to weight loss. Because if you don't get enough sleep, you're going to be your body's going to be in high stress state. And when you're in high stress state, obviously you have cortisol levels going through your body, and that actually creates more fat storage rather than fat loss, um, especially even when you're working out. So sleep is very crucial, and uh, it's uh, the importance is actually getting into REM sleep and deep good quality of sleeps and our body is designed to make sure we go into REM sleep for you know I believe it's every 90 minutes and you go into that deep sleep where you actually dream and that's when your body goes in the best state of repair and you you know gets a whole all your organs are shutting to 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 really shut down to really help itself to get it the body back into normal state because most of us live in a chronic stress state throughout the day so sleep is very vitally important it's the point at which you reset your body. And the other thing with sleep is that if you get enough sleep, because serotonin and melatonin are so uh, intrinsically linked, you know, they've got a beautiful partnership. You know, melatonin being the, the hormone that gets you to sleep um, and that you manufacture yourself, which is triggered by exercise, which is funny because we're going to talk about that as number five. But exercise triggers the release of melatonin, surprisingly, but also the amount of melatonin in your body definitely corresponds to the amount of serotonin in your body and that uh, serotonin is your happy drug and so that you're happy if you've got serotonin and so if you're not sleeping you're not happy and we know that lack of sleep causes depression so it's very closely linked uh, the happier you are the more you sleep the more you sleep the happier you are it's it's fantastic and exercise funnily enough like i said before triggers the secretion and the manufacture of melatonin and brett 
maybe talk to us about exercise. Obviously, we did the, the podcast on exercise recently, but you know, why is exercise the number five thing that people would do? All right, well, exercise, obviously, we all know exercise is important for losing weight. And often we think of exercise important for losing weight, and we think of it as just this kind of energy in versus energy out sort of idea. That if we burn off more energy, then we're going to store less energy as fat. Um, and whilst that can be true, there's a bit more to it than that as well. Um, a lot of people have this idea around exercise, particularly exercise for weight loss. You know, we kind of hear the Heart Foundation recommendations that's, you know, you go for a light walk for half an hour each day, and that's enough. Um, but if you really want to lose weight, if you really want to get your body healthy and, and lose weight in a healthy way, then you need to be doing more exercise than that or specifically more intense exercise than that because if you're not actually getting your heart rate up, if you're not actually uh, building muscle fibers, um, if you're not actually moving your spine, um, which is really important because of the impact that has on your nervous system and the ability to switch off the stress response in your body, um, then you're not actually getting the full benefit of the exercise in terms of healthy weight loss. So uh, it's really important people understand that, yes, you know, going for a half-hour walk every day is a good thing, but it's not the only thing. You need to get a more rounded exercise, including some resistance and including some stuff that's going to up your heart rate if you really want to get the full benefit out of your exercise in terms of, particularly in terms of healthy weight loss. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that's really important about weight loss and those who succeed the most with weight loss with exercise is they exercise in the morning. Now, the other thing that you need to do when you're exercising uh, first thing in the morning is break your fast. And so you should eat before you exercise. And the amount that you eat would be the tiniest little amount. And it should be some form of carbohydrate. Now, let's just preface that because the carbohydrate that it should be would be something like a strawberry or something like a teaspoon or a dessert spoon of blueberries. It's something that's rich in carbohydrate fuel compared to fat or protein fuels, but is not high enough in carbohydrate or or sugars like, say, a piece of bread. So it's a bit of sugar just to hit the bloodstream that breaks your fast that'll allow you then to burn through that sugar fast when you start to exercise that'll get you then into your fat burning stores much more rapidly that's called breaking fast and you do that just before you do your exercise in the morning that's a success principle for for people who get the most amount of fat off now whole food brett this is one well, of those things that we're all... I was just going to say, that's yeah. a really nice tie into our next section, which is whole food, because you just spoke about when the first thing in the morning, the difference between having you know, a processed carbohydrate versus having perhaps a piece of fruit. Right? Yeah. Um, because they actually have very different effects on our body. Yeah. But we know that if we eat that, that whole food, I know, Damon, you often talk about it and refer to it as intelligent food, which is a great coin of phrase for that food, is food that is naturally available from our environment, that grows on a tree, that runs around in a field, you know, the, the sort of food that, that our bodies have been taking in for thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of years that we've evolved to be in sync with. You know, so we're talking here about fruits and vegetables. We're talking about nuts and seeds. We're talking about uh, healthy meats. We're talking about water. Um, you know, the sort of stuff that you find in that little corner of the supermarket, you know, there's like that one little corner that's kind of got the real food. <laughs> it's got the whole lot. This whole other 90% of the supermarket that's got that stuff with packaging on it. And, uh, you know, I've heard it said before that you shouldn't eat stuff that's, uh, that's got a health, uh, a health prom- promise on it. Um, because if it's got a health promise, then it's got packaging. If it's got packaging, it's probably not the healthiest stuff for you. Um, it's probably not food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, it was, you know. Towards those whole foods, those it, real foods, because they're, they're, they're the ones that your body knows what to do with and it's got that intelligence in them that's going to help you lose weight in a healthy way. Hmm. 
Yeah, I like it. The, now, the, you know, this, we'll just preface that. You know, we did talk about intelligence in food. We've already done that in a podcast. But, you know, in talking about that, it's the food that's still living that contains an intelligence that holds it in its form. And the intelligence is, in fact, a degree of energy which can't be measured. So we tend to measure food and it's fueled by the amount of calories and kilojoules that it supplies, not by the amount of intelligence that it actually gives the body. So we talk about vitamins and minerals and the nutrients that exist in food. That's the stuff that is. Uh, the information but it's the intelligence within the food that delivers it through the body and so you only get that from whole food not from processed stuff that's very important to understand and uh, point number seven we i know we touched upon it and this is an interesting one to be on this list it's saturated fat yeah saturated fat to lose weight Damo. <laughs> well look it's important to eat saturated fat a lot of people actually avoid it but without the presence of saturated fat in the diet you don't manufacture certain hormones and one of those hormones uh for men is testosterone and the hormone for women is progesterone and so if you don't eat enough saturated fat you can't manufacture those hormones it's also important for regulation of your stress hormones to eat saturated fat so if you don't have enough of it, then you're in a whole lot of trouble. Now, the floor of the 1980s, apart from the hairstyles, the dress code, and, well, the music was good. But apart from that was the low-fat revolution. And in talking about low-fat, it was assumed that all fats were bad. And that's not the case because what it's meant is that people have drifted into a lifestyle that is, in, in some cases, less than 10% of their calories coming from fat. And, and even less of that fat would be coming from saturated fat, which means that they're not manufacturing hormones that, one, keep them happy, two, drive their sex drive, or three, would uh, enhance metabolism or maintain their sexuality. So testosterone, progesterone, estrogen, serotonin, melatonin, adrenaline, cortisol, those hormones aren't being produced because saturated fat's not there. Now, it's important that we should also look at and consider the different types of saturated fat, but just to keep it brief, coconut oil is really good for you. And the fat that's in the lamb chop is probably not as good for you as the fat that would be in the coconut oil. You want to eat more of the raw stuff, the stuff that's uh, that's liquid at 36 degrees as opposed to the stuff that's uh, solid at 36 degrees. And uh, that's an important distinction to make. Great. And point number eight we're going to be talking about is set points. What about losing weight? And some people, you know, clients always come to us and say, well, I can't lose any more weight. That's all I got. And they sort of just sort of do the same thing and they just say, well, that's it. That's uh, this is my ideal weight. Well, I reckon there's two different sorts of set points. There's one set point where your body actually has a healthy weight uh, um, and that's different for everybody. Um, so it's really important to, to sort of figure out what your healthy weight is. And, and the way to do that is to, to do these steps we've spoken about, to have a really healthy lifestyle. And when you do that, your body naturally finds that healthy weight. So that's one kind of set point. That's kind of the good set point. Um, there's another kind of set point, which is when you know people have tried perhaps a few of these things um, and perhaps done a little bit of it and lost a certain amount of weight, but they haven't quite gotten back to their healthy weight. And people say, "Well, you know, I've I've tried a few things, I've gotten down to this weight, but I can't seem to get any further." Um, and so that particular set point, what then you need to start thinking about is, well, okay, what haven't I done? What else can I add into this picture? Um, perhaps I need to do a little bit more exercise or perhaps I need to do um, a little different type of exercise or perhaps I need to change an extra little part of my diet um, to help get me down from this set point where I've kind of just gotten stuck a bit back down to the point where I'm actually reaching my healthy weight. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good point. You know, and, and, you know, how many times have you heard somebody say, if you do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result? You know, you're kidding yourself, right? So, 
Yeah, well, that's, that's true. How silly was that? So that, that is true. That was Einstein that said that um, in terms of his definition of insanity. Um, but many people would, would, they would lose 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 kilos, get to a point where their body doesn't want to move any further and they go, but I'm still eating really well. And that's true, you're eating really well, but you're eating so well and you're exercising so well that you've got yourself to that point. Now you've got to do better. And so you've actually got to go beyond what you've already done, take your body to a new limit. And it's actually, you know, it's resetting your set point that you've got to now try and achieve. And so point number nine is about drinking water. Obviously, the most, one of the most critical points in this whole list. <laughs> um, I, mean, well, I wanted to talk about this for like two or three minutes, but Brett wants to talk about this for like half an hour. <laughs> and uh, and I know that we could talk about this for ages, but suffice to say that the only thing that we really, really need every single day, apart from oxygen, is water. And uh, without water, we will die. There's no doubt about it. We can go without food for 70 days or something, but we can't go without water for more than three days. It's so important that we drink water. It's the lifeblood, and uh, without it, we're in a whole lot of trouble. So there is uh, an equation that you can use and that's been suggested and then translated. So it was originally done in in uh, US figures, you know, pints and gallons, and you know, and but I've, we've converted it, and it's 25 mils of water per kilo of body weight, uh, and that's what your minimum is. Now, if you exercise, you want to go up to 35 mils of water per kilo of body weight, and uh, and you know, so for some people, they could be drinking somewhere between two and a half and three and a half liters of water a day. That's if you're 100 kilos, um, and it's more if you weigh more, and it's less if you weigh less. And some people go, oh, but I can't drink that much water, and I say, well, it's the only thing your body really needs. You got something to say on that, Brett? Yes, I do. The important thing about that as well is it's not just the benefit you get from drinking water that's important here, but it's the fact that when you're drinking water, you're not drinking the other stuff. Yeah. So if you're drinking point. water, you're not drinking soda, you're not drinking iced coffee, you're not drinking coffee with four sugars in it. You know, you're not you're not drinking that other stuff. So water is really important, not just because water is fantastic and it gives you a huge amount of benefits, but when you're drinking water, you're not drinking the other stuff that, that does have the fattening effects. Yeah. Um, and the unhealthy effects as well. So that, that's the other reason drinking water is just so important. Absolutely. So, Lawrence, we're up to number 10. Do you want to talk a little bit about commitment? Yeah, this is the last point, and I think it's going to tie up back to the very first point, which was finding your why. Number 10 is about commitment. you got to keep going. you got to keep at it. The mo- I mean, you can't wait, expect to lose weight like just like that. All right? you, you know, it's a process, and uh, it's a journey of journey that all of us will go through in terms of health. It's not a destination you and just reaching. It's not a point, but it's actually a process of actually going through um, committing yourself to a daily uh, commitment to your why. You know, that's where your inspiration is and that's where you're going to draw from the inspiration and then committing every single day to doing the right things, pick doing you know picking the right foods, doing the exercises that you're, you're committed to doing and then following through on these 10 steps. That's right. And it's not about doing these 10 steps just for 10 days. It's about finding one of these steps that resonates with you and making it part of your lifestyle. And then going back through this list and you know this list will actually be uh, part of the text that's that's available on the course so that you know you'll be able to look at this and you can you can bring it out if you want to cut and paste it you can you know perhaps we'll, we might even put it as a pdf that'd be good because then you could download it you can print it put it in your wallet these are the things that you need to be mindful of all the time every day and so tick one off master it 
tick the second one off, master it, tick the third one off, master it. Make sure that it's part of what you do as part of your lifestyle and that will create the success for you. And it's not yeah, something you do for a week, right? I mean, you got to do it for like at least 30 days to commit to one thing and that's going to actually create a habit for you so that it actually just becomes a natural process for you. Yeah. Sorry, Brett. Yeah, well, they reckon it takes 21 days to change a habit. That is so, true. Um, so you want to you think about doing it at least for three weeks to start re- really ingraining that and that becoming a habit. And w- once you get there, you know, they talk about the, the four steps of learning. You know, the first of those is what they call uh, unconscious incompetence, which means that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, yep. And so then you get to conscious incompetence. So you start figuring out that maybe you're doing a few things wrong and, and maybe some people have done that as they've gone through this call tonight. And so then the third step is conscious competence. Right? So that's kind of your 21 days right? where you have to really think about doing it right. Yep. Um, but the cool thing is once you get through that 21 days, then you get to unconscious competence, which means you actually do it right without even having to think about it. It just becomes a habit. Yeah. Um, so it's really about getting to the stage where this is just a lifelong habit that you're going to keep doing. Um, the other thing that's really important to think about is that um, you know, at some stage, you're probably going to fall off the wagon a bit. You know, th- there's always times where... You know, we were going really well, and then for one reason or another, you might get really stressed. You might have, um, you know, just a situation that happens where you just you're a bit weak or whatever happens, and you just fall off the wagon a little bit, and you go back to perhaps eating what you were eating before, or exercising or not exercising the way you were before. Um, and so that's where the commitment really comes in as well, is to go to be able to have the sort of the strength to be able to say, do you know what? Yeah, I fell off the wagon a bit. What I need to do now, though, is instead of just staying off the wagon, it's about jumping back on and, and you know, pushing forward again. Um, so it's about understanding that sometimes you'll fail and sometimes you'll fall back a little bit, but that's okay because it's, you know, it's a lifelong journey we're talking about. So it's okay to have a couple of little, you know, two steps forward, one step back every now and then, mm-hmm. so long as you just keep plodding along. And you know, the only way to fail really is to quit. That's true. Great point. Well, that's the Wellness Guy's top ten. I feel like David Letterman here. Top 10 <laughs> list for uh, healthy, healthy weight loss. So just remember that. Healthy weight loss. Healthy weight loss. So, so that's a great episode, guys. Fill the information. Make sure you rewind and uh, play it again if you need to. But like I said, Damo said there was going to be a PDF uh, for you to download, for you to, to uh, stick it onto your mirror, in your car, wherever you want to open your diary, and uh, make sure you check them off every single day. As always, join us every week on our website at thewellnessguys.com. Leave your comments below this episode and tell us what you think. Make sure you also check out our Facebook page too. Like us, you know, follow us on Twitter and sign up for getting us so you can get noticed for each episode. And also, don't forget us on iTunes as well. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Make sure you lead by example and let's change the world's health together. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Christoph. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And we're the Wellness Guys.